Hello, everybody. This is uh, your two best friends coming at you one more time. Uh, no one is listening to this podcast. For the 69th time, we're still feeling fine. You're probably still looking fine. Don't look at yourself in the mirror if you're driving. That can cause a serious accident. Exactly. Maybe a wink to yourself, you know, because you are fresh today. We can see. We yeah, can quick smell wink. You. But you're looking Get good. your eyes back on the road there. Exactly. Just a, a fleeting glance, you know, because you need that. You need to, like, do you ever look yourself in the mirror and go, Michael, you're wonderful, and I love you? Every day. Yeah, me too. Every day. No, it's great. Because if you don't give yourself self-love, then why do you expect love from anybody else in the world? Oh, dude, Mike, out of the left field with the fucking beautiful wisdom. And also, another piece of uh, awesomeness here, if you're listening to this podcast, that means you survived uh, a very heavy drinking holiday, and congratulations, another one, you were not part of a drunk driving accident. It, those and I'm not are... saying, you know, like a willing participant, you know, sometimes you can be on the receiving end of one of those occurrences. And uh, congratulations, it's a very serious moment, and you should pat yourself and your friends on the back, look at them in the eyes, and then just like, just tear up. Don't say anything, just start to tremble, and be happy. Exactly. Hug everybody. Because you know what, you made it. Uh, yeah, because Wednesday before Thanksgiving, uh, arguably the best night for drinking there is in these fine United States. Or in our case, playing zombies until you pass out. Which is almost better, man. We not only avoided the fuzz, but we killed so many zombies. Oh, so many zombies. And they were not just normal zombies. Everyone out there, uh, politically correct people, uh, people who, just everybody, they were Nazi zombies. So we were killing Nazis and zombies. That is the, the worst combination of things. Yeah, you ever heard two birds, one stone? We were doing that all night till our eyes bled. And so, yeah, this episode, you can expect a little Call of, Call of Duty, uh, World War II, Nazi zombies. Uh, some great review, commentary. Some commentary. We'll talk about our games, uh, how they went, and how we feel about how they went. Highlights. Uh, we got some Low special lights. highlights. And I, I, we, I'm, there's a couple TV shows we're going to have to talk about in gut real quick. Oh, yeah, we're going to gut those like a fish. So oh, I, God. As soon as we start talking about I got a theory about, about Charles Manson and why, why he... He died when he did. Exactly, but we're gonna keep a little. Uh, we're gonna keep the cork on that one for a minute, and also uh, Bigfoot sighting recently. Uh, we'll let you know how that went. Real Bigfoot. And Real not, Bigfoot. Not, we're not talking about some fake Bigfoot, some guy in a monkey suit. Yep, and also we'll be talking 4K, 8K, and YK, and how how much K is too much K, and when does the K stop? Basically. <laughs> well, I uh, hope you guys listen into this episode of. Uh, no one is listening, and we'll talk to you in a couple seconds after this break. And welcome back, everybody. I to hope the, you enjoyed that little break. To the official start of the show. And it has been a while. It's been a minute or two. Uh, Mike and I have been busy. There's been things going on, and uh, we've just been too tired. Just, I feel just, I feel like the past few episodes, that's just how we start. We go like, yeah. oh, you know, we're sorry. Uh, been doing things, but to be honest, you know. There have been a lot of different changes in both of our lives. Yeah. Michael started broadcasting school, yeah, which very is exciting. amazing. Yeah. I uh, started sleeping more. Yeah, which is very important. I yeah, think. I know. I mean, for a long time, for a whole year, mm. uh, <laughs> barely any sleep. You should have seen the beard on this kid afterwards. It was amazing. It intermingled with his pubes. It took a uh, while yeah, to... Yeah, it was... They were actually connected dreads. Yeah, it was, was impressive. A, I called it the dread fence. It almost it reminded me of like uh, Chewbacca's weird ammunition sash. Yeah, you know, it was one of those sort of things. Yeah, it was like a bandolier, but instead of holding bullets, it held bugs. Exactly, and it's, sad reminders of food that I once ate. 
right. And but also delicious <laughs> snacks for later, too. You can't forget that part of it. I called them yum-yums, Michael. Yum-yums. Delicious yum-yums. <laughs> yeah. There's been some delicious yum-yums from in my, my beard life. rope. Yeah, from my beard rope. Uh, <laughs> let's go over the delicious yum-yums in our life, though, because you got to dwell on the positive, folks. Well, we just had Thanksgiving. So. Which was delicious. It was good this Well, mine year. was. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Uh, what'd you eat? Did oh, you I good? ate a little bit of turkey, some cranberry sauce, and uh, some stuffing. Dude, I'm a sucker for some stuffing. How many types of stuffing? Just one type? There was two types at this Thanksgiving. There was okay. Megan's plain stuffing. Was that just the bread stuffing? It was literally bread stuffing. It's kind of gross, but it's just like literally just like moist uh, croutons. Yep. Yeah, that's... That's stuffing. Yeah, that is stuffing technically, but then there was real stuffing and it had like celery, apples, some apples in it. Okay. Sausage. Right. So, oh, sausage. Sausage. Yeah, that was yes. my best. But you know, turkey, the dark meat got a little bit of shade. Shade is a word we use here. Wow, but, uh, why'd it get shade? Uh, I don't know. People were all about the breast meat. That's all uh, about the white meat. I, I love that succulent dark meat. Let me tell you what. Well, that's where the fat is and mm. that's where the flavor is. The the drumstick. Do you claim the drumstick for Thanksgiving? <clears throat> It's a bit of a power move. I, I, I make a, a proclamation as soon as I walk in, where the fuck is my drumstick? Exactly. You just and then I it. beat my chest. <laughs> then again, I eat turkey alone, so there's not really many defenders. Oh, there you go. So you eat it like a vulture. You, you grab your plate, go over in the corner, squat, and just fucking... Yeah, I gnaw at it. Mm. I don't really use forks. I don't believe in conventional uh, um, eating styles. I don't even use chopsticks like the... The, um, the more ancient of the Chinese cultures, mm-hmm. uh, Japanese, Korean, they all use the same thing. Yeah. We'll get into that a little bit later on in the show, the differences between chopsticks across, uh, across the Asian communities. Yeah. Um, but I just dig into it, hands hands up, bare hands, ripping through it. Uh, it kind of looks like a scene out of The Walking Dead. Um, well, it's nice of your family to accept that, you know, after all these times. Yeah, they just kind of like, uh, they carve up the turkey a little bit and then leave the rest for you just to not over. Yeah, they pretty much just give me the bones and then the legs. <laughs> they just, you know, he, they know I'm going to get the marrow out of there. Like a, like a jackal is going after that. Hey, just like my wings, I leave it clean. Mm-hmm. Leave it clean. I like that. Well, you, I mean, do you, do you know anybody that doesn't clean their wings? Uh, No, not really. I don't let those folks in my circle. Yeah. You you are part of the Clean Bone Society, though. The clean Bone Society. Uh, I wish I knew more people that uh, didn't clean their wings so I could clean it for them. Exists. Uh, love my wings. You actually like those people. I do like those people. Yeah, it leaves more meat for the to be uh, recovered. It's like the people who smoke pot and they uh, cough a lot. It's like... Mm. Yeah, there's there's people out there that go like, oh, man, why do you cough so much? You know, what's wrong with you? And then there's other people like uh, you or me who might be like, oh, wow, I'm jealous of you because that mm. means you're actually enjoying this. Exactly. <laughs> my, my this isn't just, just another moment in your life. That been you're there, just done that. <laughs> going through it. Or those folks that don't save their uh, roach clips. Okay. Those, that is like my, uh, you know how you save your, your cans for like the return later? Yeah. That's what joints are, man. And it's supercharged weed is what I was told in high school and never questioned once. Supercharged. Yeah, staged weed. You just packed a punch to your freaking joints. Packed a punch. That is part of the Nazi zombie stock. That is coming up in quarter three of this podcast. Yeah, quarter so, three. Quarter hour three. seven. Exactly. Hour this seven. This is like a Dan Carlin episode. Hardcore history, son. <laughs> yeah. But in the present time. Yeah, you can fall asleep, wake up, fall asleep again. This episode's still going on. Exactly. What's up, folks? How you been? We're here for you. We watched you while you sleep and talked about it. We're like sadder Santa Claus. Sadder Santa Claus. (laughs) Oh, man. We're like Jehovah Santa Claus because we don't give you presents. Oh. (laughs) We just walk up and try and get you to sign some papers. Yeah, we just acknowledge you by name and walk away. Dude, why would Jehovah Witness, like, prohibit 
Christmas? Because that would be like, uh, you know, if you're trying to get people to join your religion, why would you take like the funnest thing out of it? Because you know? fun is not part of worship, Michael. I know. It's but, sacrifice. It's uh, day to day. Every moment should be cherished. It's not, it shouldn't be set aside, you know, like it's enjoying the people around you and showing thanks to the people around you shouldn't be saved for one day. It should be brought and spread across 365 days throughout the year, Michael. That is Jehovah nice. Witnesses. That's nice. Don't be a bitch about it. Well, that's the same <laughs> way of saying like, you know, alcohol is great, right? You know, well, I mean, it's a fair, but like it's, you know, you, you don't want to just have one beer every night of the year. You want to have like 30 beers, you know, I mean, 15 beers. Once every 45 days. Do the math. I don't know what it's all about. But, you know, you kind of want to, like, you know, you want those big injections of presents or alcohol or drugs. You know, just like a big burst. I can see see how, like, it's the whole grandiose attitude about it is too much for some people. It's it's Mm. too gaudy. You know what I mean? Like, the the pageantry of Christmas. Come on. It's like these these annoying fucking songs played ad nauseum. Yeah. Repeat. They're fucking ruminating in your skull when you're trying to sleep. Fuck, I hate it. I can't well, stand those songs. All the lights, the people shopping. It just got tainted. You know, you, you get a bunch of like needless shit, like that you you throw away, or what are you gonna do with it? Oh, you, you hang it up. It looks nice. Oh, thanks for the ribbon, Grandma. I'm gonna fucking tie it around my neck and kill myself next <laughs> Christmas. There, fuck you. You well, know, <laughs> well, it's also there's the pressure of disappointment too, which is like what I've been like realizing about Christmas is also is like, you know, it's the season of giving. But it's also a season of not fucking up in your giving as as well, you know, because you have like one day a year that's going to be like chronicled. You know? It's oh my god, kids watch these TV shows that pretty much tell them to expect that they will get what they want for yeah. Christmas. And it's if like, they're good, I, what is good? I'm mean? not made of money, and if I have a kid, I don't. I'm not going to want to like shower it in like items. Like I want it to. The kid will look good and be good, but I won't, and it will be healthy, of course, but it won't have like it won't need. Fucking cell phone at six years old. I've seen seen kids with that's iPhones. Weird. Yeah, that's uh, odd. And then parents are like, "But you know, what if they need to call me?" It's like they're fucking six years old. Why are you letting them roam around alone, anyways? Yeah. What is this Dora the Explorer? Like, How much free time? What the they fuck getting? was up with that? That girl was a fuck. She was she an orphan? Yeah. See, who's watching this ch- this child right now? Yeah, this ha. Ah. I know. What and what kind of drugs is she on? Where she's talking to her backpack? Yeah, or a map. There's yeah. a piece of paper she's talking to. In it doesn't even have straps on it. When you think about it, though, how weird is Sesame Street? What the fuck is going on with Sesame Street? I don't Street? know. I, I grew up in a, on, on a street where there were some people that looked like, you know, those kind of creatures. But Is, uh, is that what it was subtly saying? Is like, don't be afraid of the weirdos. Yeah, don't be Not afraid of the crackhead in the trash can. Yeah. He may yell obscenities, make you feel shitty about yourself, but he's still a person. That is kind hey, of that's weird. that's a pretty good lesson. That is a nice lesson. You know, like, wow. Oscar the Grouch was Oscar, a metaphor. you're a grouch. You're a grouch. <laughs> Oscar, you're a homeless man. Like, that's basically what they were saying. And it's like, oh, you just let him stay in their trash can and live there. And it's actually pretty nice. He'll sing songs, you know. It's, it's good. It's you know, good. Don't, do, don't disturb the disturbed, because they will disturb you. That's that was a, a big lesson. One like uh, yeah, and the count. What did the count represent? Some sort of like uh, I think Judaism and our guy. acceptance. Oh, dude, uh, yeah. what? Mm. Uh, too far? Yeah, a, well, he did. Is that too far? Too quick? A little. You went from zero to hmm, like pretty hmm. We say sorted. I like it though. I like it a lot, and I think you. I think you're right, and that's why it's uncomfortable because you are. I'm just saying we right. need representation in such uh, uh, shows uh, and uh, brought to the demographic of children. I know to our Jewish brothers and sisters out there, 
no anti-Semitism, but I mean... Pride, if anything. He, 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 Glory. Would you say he's a bit of a character of a Jew? A yeah. bit? A little bit? He's always counting. Yeah. And then there's this... There's He's uh, always counting? <laughs> yeah, literally, the count. He one counts. The, that's one of the things, yeah. Okay, so we're, we're really pulling or back... Or instead, instead of the Jews, we could just say the Hollywood elite. Okay, huh? we'll go with huh? that. Well, that's a little... Is it, am I being redundant? I, I don't know. Kind it's up of. for you to, to decide. If this was a different program... But let's just say we, we know say who that? runs Hollywood. Yeah, um, kind of. I don't know. Uh, all our friends out there, counting, love them. All, all the liberal Jews that are getting in trouble for uh, jerking off into plants in front of people, right? There oh, you H. Go. Weinstein, coming in. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, what? Let's start. You know how there's like celebrity death polls out there. What do you think? Let's do a celebrity sexual harassment poll. Who's gonna be the next one to come out with a sexual harassment case? All right. That's is- gonna be a fun game. This is a like, comment, post, do something, call to action sort of thing. Orlando Bloom. No. Legolas? No. Yeah. Leg- Legolas? No. Was every- jerking off on everybody's legs. No. Ah, I see what you did there. But no, like, <laughs> fucking, it, Orlando Bloom is, like, too pretty to have any sort of that shit come out there. Like, a judge would be like, Orlando, just look at you. No, you're fine. What, what, what about M. Night Shyamalan? What a twist. He's not relevant enough to, like, oh, coerce okay. a young actress, you know? Just not quite, dude. Uh, oh, who's that weird, weird looking guy? Uh, Willem Dafoe, maybe. Or am I just? Oh, being... that would shatter people because right. people love him. Boondock Saints. Oh. Fucking, he's been in a lot of good oh, shit. What about William H Macy? That oh, would ruin that's people a good even one, dude. more. That's oh, a really yeah. good one. But then people would, I feel like people would accept it more. They're like, oh, he's on Shameless. It makes sense. And Shameless. Like, eh. It's he, like, you just want to keep watching the show. That's like how I felt when Kevin Spacey got, you know, ousted. And I was like, oh, but House of Cards. Come on, guys. Right. It's, Kevin Spacey <laughs> was another good one in the sense of like, I never would have suspected him. But once it came out, I was like, I'm not questioning it for a moment. Absolutely. And then he even was, he did that whole funny thing where he was like, yeah, I might have fucking touched the kid. But, you know, also, hashtag, I'm gay. You know, and by, like, by the way, we're not like protecting these people or agreeing with them. If anything, we disagree with their actions. Oh, we like time. we believe in respecting people, all yeah. people around you. Uh, we like to bust balls. We like to say things. You know, make fun of everybody and everything. Everything's but subject to be well, laughed. We're at. not going to enact upon it. You know, we're no, not. no. I mean, we would never fuck a kid for a joke unless it was hilarious. Oh, like but, if it was like a really good joke. You know. Oh man, if it went viral. Oh, mm. woo. Oof, anything to you. go viral. You know, yeah, that's why people cut their fucking dicks off to go viral. Oh God, right? Talk about. Oh my god, going viral for the wrong reasons. But yeah, <laughs> dude, another oh. it, accidental viral video. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That could be my fucking video project right there. You try to go viral, like um, calling out someone, and then you get called out. That's... It's just like a series of clips of this kid trying to go viral, and then no one just really cares about it. Yeah, maybe not. It's one of the things they're giving me uh, homework to do at this school. And uh, I don't like it. Oh, like school no, does. Like like <laughs> yeah, no, school is giving me homework. Like in the basic outline of what school is, they're doing I know. that. <laughs> in class with pencils. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's weird. We have these tables we sit at and we have to call them desks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> since we're here, since we'll go off onto this, like fucking, uh, yeah, Connecticut School of Broadcasting, folks, with 11 different locations up and down the east coast of these fine United States of America. And I'm going to the one in Farmington, Connecticut. And I won't tell you where I live, but I am uh, an hour and 42 minutes away. So why don't you get out your map, a uh, piece of yarn and a pencil, and exactly. draw one of those fucking uh, you sea circles. Captain. Yeah, whatever you want to do. Whatever a sea captain uses, that stencil, figure it out. But yeah, a it's, compass? Uh, no, I'm thinking a sea captain's... That's a compass. 
mm, the thing where it's like you set a distance and then you you stick one end and then you use the other compass. You make a perfect circle with compass. it. We'll you it a like compass. You know how like you have one of those things in school. It's like a, it's got like the pointy part and yeah. then you put the pencil in there. It's called yeah. a compass. Um, I, I thought compass was exclusively just the north south thing. Yeah, what well, do you know? You learn new shit every day. But like fucking. That's called a directional. No, I'm just, oh, okay. <laughs> just like yeah, making it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything has different names than what I expect. It's a gear shaft, you know, <laughs> something, something or whatever. But fucking Mandela a, effect, Michael. Dude, I deal with bullshit traffic on the regular now, twice a week, uh, and it's horrible. I don't know if anyone else out there deals with traffic and doesn't like Have it. Have you ever driven a car before? I don't know if anyone's ever talked about this before, <laughs> but I hate traffic. Am I right, folks? Anybody else out what, there? What are with roads and congestion? I know. Why does it happen? Why are we all on the roads at the same time? Why uh, are you slowing down? What is going on ahead of you that is making you make such a decision that's yeah. affecting my timeliness? Dude, I always get in these deep, just angry, like, metaphorical thoughts about, like, this is basically a metaphor for what is wrong with our society right now in the sense of uh, no one is helping each other. If everyone just, like, let people in, weren't being douchebags... Uh, we would be moving so much quicker. But everyone's just out for themselves, cutting people off, making people throw on the brakes really hard, jamming shit up. Uh, it's it's disgusting. It's disgusting. I'm an angel on the road, man. I real I let people in because I'm a coward. And I, I, I really need people to we let me in. We call it submissive, in. but yeah. if you want to be a coward, Dude, I, that's I am okay a, a filthy sub on the road. I will just let people in, hoping they'll let me in. <laughs> Seriously. I, I, am, <coughs> I am just in the goal of getting there, you know? I'm not trying to win. You're like a nerd on prom night. Pretty much, dude. Yeah, exactly. I got my <laughs> I got my little fucking what do you call it? Bow tie. Rose, bow tie, of course. And the little uh what's the what's the boutonier. flower? A boutonier? I got like six of those. Yeah, I boutoniered up and yeah, ready to go. I'm real good Hope with these the words, best. Mike. Nah, I, like I know all these prom words. Prom words, yeah. Limo, I know <laughs> that. That'd be great. You just like buy a limo and start just like, ah, you start a limo driving prom service now. I know it all. I know That's it a very all. like seasonal position. Yeah, it'd be hard to swing. You'd have to have a, I don't know, an off-season gig. Some like male prostitute. Uh, probably. It would yeah. have to be a, a night worker. And then you could like use the limo to still too, you know? Yeah, then I'll go on what I call night rides. Uh, night it's a very, rides. yeah. It's there's a lot of lingo involved in this career path, but mm-hmm. you got to learn it. It's kind of like trucking, but um you know, just like trucking, hooking is, you know, it's pretty diverse. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of meth involved. A lot, of And course, um, of a course. lot of shower tokens. Shower tokens? <laughs> oh, yeah. I trade in uh, in flip-flops for the shower. Those things come in handy unless you want the foot rot. The toe jam. Oh, Jesus Christ, my God. Yeah. But, no, like, uh, school's been going good. Fucking, uh, it's a bit of a hassle to get down there, but I'm liking it. Uh, one of my big concerns at first were, were these people charlatans or not? But they seem legit. What's cool about them is that the instructors, they all work in the field. They're all, uh, you know, basically able to get you a job. So that's kind of a big appeal to it. They're teaching you all the industry standard stuff and just the whole range of it. So uh, even if there's something that, you know, you aren't necessarily first interested in, it's still a, a foot in the door type of job. And plus, you're getting exposure to different things. Exactly. <clears throat> you know, you get to try and learn yeah, different things. A, a big thing that I'm hoping to take away from that school is to improve the quality of this podcast, if possible. Because I don't even know if there's room for improvement right now. Of course, there is. There's always improvement. Maybe. maybe. I'm just saying, instead of. Uh nobody listening maybe we can have the everybody listens to this podcast podcast that could be good the podcast yeah everyone's listening now smiley face podcast that could be good i like that 
But yeah, that's uh, that's my little yum yum deliciousness right there going on. I'm liking that. Um, yeah, it's really great having Mike and Turner's too. To be honest with you guys, so nice knowing he's just right down the road, stone's throw. Yeah, for so flies. long I was uh, like 45 minutes away from this bastard, and, and it was uh, a pain, it broke his heart. It was a pain in the ass. I think it's hilarious. As soon as I move closer to you, the we kind of stopped. Yeah, yeah. we like. Well, well, it's just because we could hang out like casually so much more. You know what I mean? Like you could just come over and be like. Like before, when I would see you and we would hang out, I'd be like, oh, we should record a quarter podcast because I probably won't see you for a week. Yeah. But it's like now, it's like, oh, I see you. Yeah. Hey, I'll see you again. Do you want to just play Nazi Zombies? Yeah, it's pretty much Nazi Zombies that's uh, ruining this it's, podcast. It's really like, it's the subtle antagonist of our story right now. It might be what undoes us in the end. <laughs> but, you know, it's, we'll like, it's just like heroin. It's tearing us apart. Yeah, it's. Oh, God. <laughs> we're having a huge problem. But Well, you can't say no to Nazi Zombies. You can't. It's a really engaging game. I'm liking it a lot. But how many, you know, how many freckles out of five would you give it? How many freckles out of five? I don't know, probably three. Three freckles. Three. Fre- it's it's okay. fun. I mean, but I, I thought you enjoyed it more than three. Well, it gets a point for being fun. Okay. It gets a point for uh, for the I don't know. It reminds me of like old Call of Duty gameplay, mm-hmm. and it gets a point for uh, it's. I don't know. Like, I guess, like, the expansiveness. Like, there's still things that we're trying to figure out. Yeah. But it's missing. Um, I feel like there could be a little bit better graphics. Really? And I also feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like it shouldn't be so fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is super intricate in the sense of, like, if you, uh, for, for the seasoned, for the initiated or the uninitiated, there's this thing called the pack a punch machine. Which is like this machine where you're able to upgrade a weapon into a, like a superhero sort of caliber thing, you know, which is it's very important when you get into the later rounds because uh, the zombies uh, increase in toughness as rounds go on. So guns that used to work in the early rounds will have little to no effect uh, come later rounds when there are also not only tougher zombies, but much more of them making the pack-a-punch machine very critical. And in previous games, you just would simply walk up to the thing and use it. Well, it really depends on what your goal is in right. in your in your game of in your game of zombies. Do you want to just see how many rounds you can go mm-hmm. or do you want to see like what else you can unlock because there's so many like side things to do. That's a feature in the new one. And before it was merely survive as long as you can, you stupid fuck. Like that yeah, was, that, that yeah, was like, the name of the game. And it's like you ultimately will die just like in real life. Yeah, ultimately you will die. That's why it was such like a fucking bittersweet game to play. It was so engaging and so fun and you get so far but then you would die and you just wasted two hours of your life and then you see fucking round one pop up on the screen and you die on the inside a little bit oh man <laughs> last night it kills you Steve and I were playing and we got to I don't know like round 20 Oof. and that was like the furthest we have ever gotten and then the system not the system but the game just like stopped playing and then it brought us back to the game menu we were uh, like what? dude that's like what just that's happened? like N64 kind of shit you know what I mean? Like, that wouldn't even happen on the N64. Steve blamed it on a gun that he was using. He was like, too powerful, dude. Just too powerful. That is that's a, that is a Steve thing right there. Yeah, that's that's a weird fucking thing to hang that on. Yeah, I, it's like, I don't think, the, I think the game's prepared for its own components. I don't think yeah. that's it. I think it had to do with, like, maybe, like, a update or something. That, yeah, no, it could need a patch. It could be something with our internet connection, maybe. 
Which I don't know. Wouldn't really. I'm just like we weren't even playing online. You know, it's like it's one of those things. Oh, that's but, right. Yeah, I'm basically just like this is what I do when I talk about cars too. I just throw out like a few key terms. And it's just, just hope like, that it goes over well. Maybe PlayStation's starting to do the thing that iPhone was doing with uh, the older models, like making them just not work as as well. They have glitches. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have to upgrade. So it's like PlayStation's like, dude, just upgrade to the PlayStation Pro. I think that's what you're. Ta- I think that's what you should do too. I mean, you get the you 4K. just want me to do that so you get my PlayStation, dude. Then we both. Both have PlayStations. Come on, then we can just like. I think if you give me a, a certain amount of money for it, then okay. You yeah, tell dude. me. You tell me a number you'd be comfortable with, and I'll see if I can play with it. All right. Well, we'll start with ten. Oh, definitely not. Okay. Well, okay. So uh, I'll have to get back to you then. No, but <laughs> <laughs> again, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll work something out. You You're know, like you scraping know together your your quarters. How many beer cans? How many bags of beer cans? I don't know. Probably a hundred bags of beer cans. All right. Well, we'll just start like a layaway program. Uh, I can definitely make those payments. It's going to take a while. You know, if just, you go to Michael's house you, and you just enter, you take a, an immediate look to your right, and you'll see about a tower of like eight bags of beer cans. It's almost to the ceiling. It's almost it. We're about a bag away from the ceiling. We have one more layer to go and then the next bag is going to touch the so ceiling. So you're lucky that you have two roommates because if you didn't, you it, it would just look way worse for you. Yeah, we all just blame the beer cans on each other. You it's would look great. like an author stuck in a fucking cabin in the exactly. woods for a winter. You yeah. know what I mean? Who loves Miller Lite? Like, like to a ridiculous degree. Because <laughs> that's all this is. It's just bags filled with Miller Lite cans, folks. It's kind of hilarious. But... Yeah, there's a lot of that. We've actually even it's had... tried and true. You know? We had the talk of, like, should we just get a keg? Are we just those guys now? Just a sad keg? A keg, got- a keg not at a party is just kind of sad. It's you just know, so you can, like, drink. Drink without the mess, you know, which is, like, kind of sad now that I'm saying it, like, out loud. So How much not would a keg be? Uh, like, dollar-wise? Um, of Miller Lite. I'm not exactly sure. But it's de- it's it's a good investment. The thing is that you have to get a beer tap too, which is like a little bit pricey, but it's like a one-time purchase, you know, or you could just try and steal it. You could do that shady trailer park board kind of shit, but, uh, we could also do like, there's, you know, kegger raiders, there's different options, but we're getting to the point where it's like, are we, how long are we going to rinse out these beer cans? Because becoming a problem, becoming a problem. So a half barrel keg, half barrel of Miller Lite is a hundred dollars. Ooh, how many uh, twelve ounce beers in that? I wonder. I I don't I don't fucking. Oh, know. that that should have it on the thing. That's it. That's what the people want to know. It's like fifteen or sixteen gallons, I think. Fifteen right? sixteen gallons. There's it's like two hundred and sixty beers. Don't question it. Don't well, do the you math. divide divide the gallons by uh, ounces. So s- divide six by sixteen because that's how many sixteen ounces in a gallon, right? Or is it no, twelve ounces? There's definitely, there's 16 ounces in a pound, not in a gallon. We're, this is the whole. This is a whole new thing. I'm having a panic attack right now. All right. See, I don't know. This is I'm how sorry, far removed from school we are. Yeah. All right. So you need 128 U.S. fluid ounces to For equal what? one gallon. So fuck. That, that's we have multiple stages of this math problem to do. All right. So we got to transform the beer into a solid, then back into a gash, a gas. No, a gash. Dude, just, just real quick. Just Google how many, how many, how many beers in a keg. I guess we could have done that to begin. I with. know, but that was more fun to try and figure it out. We're, we're not good at math. We, we, we revealed that on this podcast, but that was never really a secret folks. I'm right. kind of, how many beers in a keg? Here we go. A keg, full keg. 124 pints for a half keg. Okay. Oh, that's pretty good. 
And how much that was? 140 bucks? I can't do the math either. We're just, we keep boxing ourselves into these mathematical corners. What'd you say? How many what? Ah, uh, dude, I don't know. We should get away. I think we're going to do a keg, though. Miller Lite keg. But then I can't pay you back for the PlayStation. We're in a I mean, I don't know why you're going to get a keg when you can just get, like, three... That's the thing, because you can't just buy, like, bulk... You can get, like, you can get a 30 rack of Miller Lite for, like, like 15 bucks in New Hampshire, so why don't you just get, like, yeah. four of those, and then you have more than you would... Ah, uh, you'd... Uh, See, the, the, you'd the have math, just the as math much. Involved. Or we could just keep just doing the cans. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, just, just, just get the 30 racks. Yeah, did I mention there's still space before we hit the ceiling? You know, we have, you don't that, have that, to pay a weird deposit for a big... Fucking keg and... But that would be kind of nice, though, just to have a fucking keg out there. You're going to ruin it somehow, and then you have to pay the deposit on that. Because, I don't know, you know, like, at the towards the end of the night, where you're like, I want to, like, have a beer, but I don't know if I'll finish it, and you end up, like, cracking it, and, like, you know, just sipping at it, and then you find the next morning, you're like, oh, shit, this is a wounded soldier that just, it was a flesh wound, but it just stayed out all night. The keg would, you know, eliminate that. You could. But how long can you keep a keg good for? Very good point. Yeah, that is All also right, the another question. thing to exactly look fire it up. This is a Google. I'm gonna guess it'll be good for because you really, when you think about a keg, it should be used like within a day or two. I'm gonna say it'll be good for two weeks, and then it's flat or bad or something like that. Two weeks, fourteen days. It's, okay, so Google changed my search to a leg. How long is a, <laughs> a leg good for? And uh, it's a whole. Is that a lifetime? Oh. Wait, a keg? No, a leg. Oh, a leg is good for All a right. lifetime. Uh, if your beer is pressurized, then it will likely last for at least three months. Holy shit. Okay. Maybe even six if you store it at the correct temperatures. Well, we're not going to do that, but or maybe in the winter, it'll be accidentally the correct temperature. All right. You guys should just get a kegerator. Dude, yeah. I think that's what we're going to do, man. Fuck yeah. Party in my place. Kegerator. Well, I don't even know what that is. I know, right? It sounds good. It's I want to get a seltzer machine. A seltzer machine? Uh, I could see you doing that. You can start carbonating mad water all the time. Mm-hmm. Max fizzy water. And I would only carbonate, like, um, heavy water, too. Heavy water. Oh, look up the health benefits of heavy water. Is It, it like sinks me? to the bottom of your colon. Makes you oh. poop twice as much. Shit, is that good? Do you want that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's just twice I'm as just, inconvenient. You know. Yeah. Come on, man. Heavy water, the alkalines. It's uh. just like MCT oil. It runs through your system super quick. So quick. I'm going to look up what heavy water is. There we go. I bet I've heard the phrase, but I don't really know. We might yeah. as well learn together. Mm-hmm. It's a form of water that contains a larger, larger than normal amount of hydrogen isotope deuterium. Um, rather than the common hydrogen one isotope, obviously, you stupid idiots. Of course. Fucking idiots. You didn't know the hydrogen one isotope it's makes like up most of the hydrogen in normal water. Oh, wow. Ooh. Formula D2O. All right. That sounds nice. Pretty sexy. Sexy little info there. And then there's videos on drinking uh, heavy water. Is it safe to drink heavy water? It's not radioactive. That's how this article starts. It is not radioactive. <laughs> so if you drink heavy water, you do not need to worry about radiation poisoning. Well, that's usually what not radioactive means. Yeah, thank you. Thank I don't you, go. Google. I don't go up to a, like a, a cheese sandwich and go like, oh, that's not radioactive, and then be like, I wonder if I'm going to get radioactive poisoning. No, <laughs> it's already de- deduced by the fact it's not radioactive. Exactly. Fucking idiots. Fucking Everyone's so stupid. Dummies. They probably don't know the um, hydrogen isotope one. Hydrogen no. one isotope, I mean. Probably don't even do Fucking that. D2O, heavy mm-hmm. water, Jesus Christ. But, no, Mike, I kind of wanted to hear real quick before we go to break. Uh, what is your opinion on hardcore history? 
Which Hardcore episode are you on? Uh, How you feeling? The newest you... uh, Dan Carlin episode, Hardcore History. Uh, I'm Celtic, almost done with it. Celtic Holocaust. It's uh, it's very in depth. It's diverse. He compares a lot of different materials. It's very well researched and thorough. Of and uh, Dan Carlin, he's officially my hero. Yeah, um, he's definitely someone that is expanding upon uh, stuff that I learned in college and mm-hmm. giving more perspective. Because, like I said, he doesn't just read one perspective of an event he'll read multiple and he might give his opinion on it but then ultimately he leaves it to you to to piece it together in your own head he's very humble like that yeah and there's a lot of like um he'll pick and choose between different um iterations of of uh, translations yep. and you know different generations will translate things differently even in the same language because of of like opinions and shit, you know, shit like that it's weird. Um, yeah, no, during it's good. during one of like there's another uh episode you did. It wasn't as good as Celtic Holocaust. It was one of the ones that almost missed, but since Dan Carlin's Dan Carlin, I was still wrapped up with it. It was called still uh, good. I can't remember what it was about like what the title was, but it was about like uh ancient Mesopotamia basically. And but what was cool about it, what made me think about it was he kept describing the different uh authors of the history that he was taking. He was like, "Okay, so this person, and it was some unpronounceable name, but he's very poetic in the way that he described historical events. So we have to yeah. kind of interpret his words this way. And so he kind of took you through the process of what a historian does in, in the terms of like understanding that what he's reading is told through the lens of the author and using that as exactly. another deciphering tool, which is really, really something that like my history teachers never touched on. And I think that's why like... I think I've learned much more about history through Dan Carlin than really has stuck with me to this day from high school. And well, a big thing that I learned from this recent episode is that um, people back then had sweet fucking names. Oh, yeah, they did. Ariovistus. That's right? a sick fucking name. Dicephales is what I just made up, but it could be a No, name. no. Yeah, that, it, that, doesn't it that's sound like... That's all, that's one, that was one of the names. Decepticon. Yeah, yeah Decepticon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Morpheus. Exactly. Great name. Yeah, yeah. Xenon the warrior princess. Aslanidus. No, yeah. Xena. And Xenon, Xena. mixed I, together. There must have been a real Xena. That's where it came from. But yeah, no, he's awesome. Uh, what I really liked about the Celtic Holocaust episode too is like you noticing how he like makes the connections between the like Native Americans of the United yep. States and the the Celts back then. And he it was really cool because the way he was framing this, the way that he made it so engaging was like. All right, so you know how like the Native Americans were doomed because they had shitty technology and they were vastly outnumbered. Mm-hmm. He's like, imagine if it was turned and the Native yeah. Americans actually had a chance to push back these invaders because it was like comparable technology and the Celts had all the numbers in the world, and so they yeah. really could have done exper- something. They had experience too, like they had experienced uh, the war strategies of the Romans. Yeah. And so, yeah, I know they used a bunch of that, and then they had that uh, big battle, like that sounded like something from Lord of the Rings. It should be a movie. I think yeah. that, like, they probably used that for influence in, in yeah. one of the movies. Well, that's another thing that you should listen to. Uh, it's called Blueprint for Armageddon, and it's his series on World War One, and that's actually what Lord of the Rings was based. Wo- World War One is what Lord of the Rings was based off of, and it's fascinating. I don't believe you. No, it's it's a fact. Who a fact told you tra- that? Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Bullshit. And he's Dan. fucking dead. Danny he's C. He's fucking dead. He Danny dead. DeVito may have said that, but no, I don't no. believe a word no, that no, fucker Danny says. Danny C, not Danny V. Dan <laughs> Carlin, man. He was, it was such an engaging fucking series, man. He really hammered home how much life sucked back in the day, and uh, I loved it. And you can really see, like, he just, like, 
he hits on the part of history that's interesting, you know, and that's what's cool. Yeah, about the bloody series. part, the bloody parts, the the fucked up, fucked up parts. But it's also like he doesn't just do medieval or ancient history. He does uh, contemporary, like a really good one. Uh, maybe it wasn't Blueprint. I think Blueprint for Armageddon might have been the one about the nuclear bomb and Kennedy era, which is really yep. fascinating. Just check it out, folks. Uh, fix it up. And uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break here. Yeah, just a small one, just you know, so we can go stretch our legs. A little um, cup of coffee. Maybe it'll be three weeks until we record the next part, but uh, it'll seem like a second to you. Ah, man, that's one of the cool things about having a, a musician friend is that I get all these cool little tidbit insights to... Uh, you know, just their thought process and how to like how someone writes a song or just what they feel like when they hear a certain uh, chord progression, and it's super interesting. And it's like I don't have to do any work for it; I can just <laughs> hear it, and it's great. And yeah. actually, I Mike was telling me about this song he's trying to work on, or just he was actually talking about you know Chili this band and like uh, you know what this guy was doing with his guitar, and it was fucking interesting. I had to like stop him right there. I told him <laughs> to turn on the fucking microphone. Because yeah, sometimes we get. Uh, our, our off-air ca- Yeah, we have uh, great conversations. Are, are great. We have great conversations off-air, and then we're exhausted. And right and now we're just talking about how great our conversations are. Dude, exactly, but you guys don't know. <laughs> we are even the know. Donald Trump yeah, podcast. Yeah, seriously. No. But we do such great off-air commentating, and then we come back on the podcast, and we're like, oh, what the fuck are we going to talk about? I was just but, talking about songwriting. I'll just go back into what I was talking please about. Please do. Um, so, off-air, uh, just talking about song structure and how you can approach it in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just one part of songwriting. Cause then there's the production. Like, do you want it to sound spacey? Do you want it to sound like an eighties, like electronic thing with like sweet, like guitar riff over it with like the fucking heavy synth. Just- but that aside, it's like, I was kind of talking about, um, like you, you can write a song like red hot chili peppers where mm-hmm. you have like, you start with the chorus, you hit the verse, of course you hit the chorus, you get a breakdown and then a chorus again. And like that's that's the song, and that's the song, and yeah. it and it worked for them, especially when they had John Frusciante, mm, um, Frusciante killing it. But he even he had like trademarks, like he had these trademarks, like they had the song structure. Um, he had like the hammer on pull off style. It's kind of like akin to David Gilmore. Everybody re- reveres both these guys in their own rights as you know great guitar players. David Gilmore had his bands. He's his hallmark is his bands, right? Howling. And so what does it mean to have these hallmarks and what does it mean to like compromise, uh, not compromise, but to create, I guess, like a comprehensive um, uh, piece that kind of reflects these interests that I have. Like I like, I like all that stuff, but Mm -hmm. right now I'm kind of trying to work on um, different song structure with, this is even with that. This is not even talking about production or the instruments, just trying to change it up from having uh like the verses and the choruses and the breakdowns, the intros and bridges, pre-verses, choruses, whatever, trying to do like, uh, just write a bunch of different little songs mm. and then pair them up. Oh, but that's try- interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, in a way, I, I know that's like a Paul McCartney uh, style and other artists have done that. They just, they'll write like mini medleys. And then just sort of like pick them and piece them together. Yeah. I mean, like some of my favorite Paul McCartney songs are those mini medleys. Oh, do you, the uh, what what kind of example? Do you have any oh, examples? Oh, how about well, we'll just pull it off of Ram uh, with Uncle Albert. Mm-hmm. That that's Hands one of, that was yeah. like a, a bunch of little pieces and got yeah. put back together. Yeah, because that's like whenever I try to think about songwriting, like it's I don't even know where to begin. Like, does it begin? I guess it can start in a bunch in a bunch of different ways. But is it like you have a tune stuck in your head 
and you put words to Sometimes, it. Sometimes, man, that's the be- that's yeah. like that's why writing songs is it's like a gift curse thing for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like because there's times where uh, I have this fucking this idea, uh, whether it be a me- little melody, a little jingle that I was humming, whether I was taking a shit, showering, driving the car, just came out of nowhere. Yeah, and I can't get it out of my head, and I need to you know put it put it out there. Sometimes. Um, it's a phrase like, uh, cause I like to write a lot of lyrics and that sometimes drives a melody is like the enunciations and ways that you, you speak ah. your words can kind of dictate a, me- a melody in a way. That's interesting. Uh, unless you speak really monotonely all the time, you know, yeah. we all have our own inflections and dips and bends and curves and how we speak. Uh, see like right there, I kind of like went a little high. Right. Yeah. It's like th- that we kind of sing when we speak so I try to relate that in that way when I write my words sometimes but uh dude this one time I had a dream yeah and uh Bob Dylan came up to me okay and he's like it's a good dream so hey, far hey good graphics <laughs> and so he took out his guitar his fucking old beaten guitar and he just starts playing a song and uh I just was in awe and I was listening and I woke up I still had that song in my head and I wrote it down oh that's fucking sweet dude that's that's like a gift alright that's like a, that's a that's this cool story how dare you actually no thanks for saving that story for the podcast uh, yeah, I, yeah why have I never told you that I don't know you're saving gold dude folks that's why you gotta hang in there episode 69 and we're still finding fucking Little gold nuggets about yeah, each other the fucking, we're discovering each other exactly. with you it's so great but anyway, join us while we discover each other. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Somebody say extra cheese. Yes, yes. So <laughs> much cheese all over my body. Okay, what? Anyway, Bob Dylan spoke to you in a, in a dream, and, and and gave you this song. Technicolor radio. No, I'm not gonna actually play it. <laughs> but pretty much, it. it I was, was ready to go on that Bob Dylan. But you know, obviously, when I sing it, I don't try to sing it like Bob Dylan. But it has like a a similar structure to him. There's no real dictated chorus. Mm-hmm. It's just the overall theme, and it ends in a certain way. Like so, there. It's it's like a collection of verses, pretty much. Uh-huh. But it builds, like mm. like his do. Okay. And it's, it's like a poem all the way through. You can. I mean, if you had to guess what Bob Dylan's writing style was, maybe you know, but was it, he was, he seems much more lyrically based. So he would have the lyrics in his head from, first. From interviews and, and things that I've read about him, because I, I have extensively mm-hmm. read, maybe that's why he came to me in a dream. But uh, <laughs> I'll tell you about the other dream I had about George Harrison later. That sounds hot. Oh God, dude, that was scary. But the Bob Dylan dream, yeah. Right. But I, in interviews and stuff, he would talk about how he would, uh, some, it it was like he was possessed in a way, you know, like something would overcome him. And I totally, un- like, that's why I started to like Bob Dylan. I haven't always liked Dylan. Right. I grew up liking maybe, yeah, the Beatles because my mom influenced me on that. But also, like, my uh, I grew up with a bunch of older sisters. And so I was, you know, uh, brought into, like, pop music. One of my sisters, like, popped. One of my sisters, like, uh, like indie rock. Another sister, like, punk and, that's a good blend. and stuff like that. So, like, yeah, a bunch of different types of music. I just never was exposed to Dylan until, I don't know, maybe like four years ago. Nice. I got into Dylan and, uh, you know, I read about him and stuff. Where was I going with this? Well, we were just going with like, to kind of like, uh, I was, oh, yeah, I was like, asking if, like, no, if yeah. he wrote like lyrics first, like we were yeah. talking about before. Like sometimes, you, sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's just the idea of the melody. Sometimes people um, will pick up a guitar and... 
they'll just start playing a random chord progression and sounds will come. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'll write a song and it'll start with just like the melody and I'm just like making sounds with my with my 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 voice, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not really trying to enunciate any real words, just trying to get the general understanding and sometimes that itself like the sound will you'd be like in that sound I feel like I hear this word and maybe that will drive the theme of the song so does a song like kind of evolve as you write it because is it almost like I? it reminds me of the way the comedians talk about the way they sculpt jokes in the sense of like they have a premise that they know is funny but what they go on at open mics and just like gigs they try to figure out how to convey the funny you're building the most around efficiently. it yeah, yeah okay. like, like, you're building but how to the center how yeah. to get this idea out most so like effectively. a core yeah all right is it, is it kind of like would you say it's similar like writing a song where you have like an idea but then you're constantly tweaking and adjusting or you, you have to you mm-hmm. have to i mean so say you're um you know i write a song on my acoustic guitar mm-hmm. uh and then i start to put it in you know i start to produce it i, I put it in uh the the bass chords down uh, with like a piano on my recording software and then I find that it's better if I went in a different direction maybe instead wow. of having guitar during the verse there's bass and stuff like that it it gets shaped as, as you bring it through the process but and sometimes like I'll be like this this whole bridge sucks right uh, this melody it. sucks and then sometimes a song turns into something different. But when I write like lyrics if I start a song and I have the lyrics done before I even get into thinking about the music um i it's hard for me to move away it seems from like that's if i a, have a general like well when you, when you have lyrics and it's almost like you have a script and you're trying to mm, compose music to fit it you know that, that seems almost like less uh it can almost be less spontaneous, less uh, organic that way. You know, when you're really trying to control it like i need to say this word and after this word and how am i going to like put a beat or a melody behind it to make it work mm-hmm. you know i guess maybe you could change things if like you had to hey well i mean like i said sometimes the music's all done and then i'll have the words come out yeah what's um like when do you have a song that sticks out in your head that was like maybe the easiest like i, I want to know like your favorite song that you've written and why it was your favorite like w- was it one of those words like you just couldn't get it out of your head fast enough or was it one of those long-term projects sort of things that evolved with oh you? oh wow there was a day where the first time i took acid i wrote like 12 songs that's awesome and uh one of those songs was my favorite songs that i've written i wish i could remember it completely but it was just so bouncy take acid again yeah. <laughs> try and get it back oh no those are those days are long gone until the next day you until the next day as of today as of today yeah but maybe not tomorrow yeah but anyway uh and and that that came really just quick and that at that moment that that's when i really realized that i wanted to work on my songs i didn't just want to make sounds i wanted to enunciate and find those real words and mm. have a real message I don't know. I think it's for me what drives music. I guess in my mind is is the message and the feeling because I have all these feelings and thoughts that I can't I can't feel like I can enunciate by just verbalizing it and talking to someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, my messages are, are are more easily delivered through like songs and stuff like that. Through a feeling. Yeah, it's a, it's music is feeling. Yeah, I mean it's a way. It's a really almost a high tech form of communication. You know, in the sense of like. Uh, Instead of sending someone Very words, intrinsic, Michael. Well, I'm just saying, if we're gonna go down this road, I am so ready to go down this road. But like, fucking, if you're trying to like 
communicate something, uh, sometimes like music is the most efficient way to do it because yeah. you're not you don't even know exactly what you're trying to say. Yeah, and that's part of the shared experience that would make that music good. It's just this sort of like discovery that of that's like you know, have you felt this before? What do you think it means? Because I don't know, but here it is in a song, which I, I think is really powerful and really cool. And I, are you? Do you think that like uh, I don't know these pop songs you hear on the radio that are just formulaic and no, Chief. I mean, I, mean, I, like, I like writing songs like that, too. It's cool. But, and, but what makes those songs so good is it's not the formulaic uh, attitude. It's more of how they produce it, how they layer the sounds and the... There's um, tricks. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of tricks that they got. Yeah. You know, and they do the same thing. There's a lot of synth in there. There's a lot of, a lot of synth. It's just mm-hmm. there's a lot of curved vocals. Like, the vocals are just so chopped up. Well, curved meaning like uh, you know, like uh, there's a lot of auto tuning and oh, okay. cleaning up. Yeah, and like I think smooth that there's, edges. There, yeah, there's a there's there's some there's a quality in the tone that you can hear is lost when they do all these edits because mm. when you just hear like a it's like I don't know how to describe it. It's just it's not so uh, bodied and full. Like you hear like a R and B singer, you can hear more of their voice when they sing because they don't have many, they don't have many edits on their voice. I would say, right? Probably because they're a good singer. That's why they're an R and B. Like they're you know a soul singer. Mm-hmm. But as opposed to like, a, a, let's just let's just pick on country again because it's easy. Like one of those sort of things where it's like they can pretty much edit up anyone to sound like that. But I, darn to yeah, darn tootin'. Anyway, like I, I was kind of like noticing, uh, music these days is kind of tracking back towards the '80s, in a sense, like uh, the way everything's sounding, the synthiness, like the fullness that you were talking about. And I don't hate it. I, I watched Stranger Things uh, the second season, well, and I love that. Just shit. like the, the perspective on history has mm-hmm. changed, and that's like you know how Dan Carlin brings that up, and yeah. he'll he'll bring he'll reference multiple pieces about one piece of history. Um, from different eras looking at it and their attitudes change. The same thing uh, happens with music. Music is, history is what it is. Music is what it is. But the attitudes and focus on uh, production of that and the sounds created uh, fluctuates too. So like in the 80s, you had all these producers and um, uh, crafters of music who were doing it in a certain way. And uh, you know, so like a guy will create a sound to try to sound like this, and then the uh, the produce the producer will come in, um, and the sound engineer they'll edit it, the sound to you know correlate with that, mm-hmm. and so those those kind of feelings, yeah, of course they're gonna always be there, but yeah, they're definitely coming back. I would agree, right? But I could also like imagine like kind of the way you were saying the where trends like, the the trends, but it's all so cyclical that I think that we're gonna probably see another grunge phase. After the 80s, right? Like oh, we'll yeah. see like a All new right. Nirvana, well, like I mean, a new Pearl Jam. We kind of had like a big year in 2016 for punk rock bands. Oh, yeah. There's well, a lot of punk rock records that came out and uh, were pretty popular. Even even Weezer had a new record. Oh, give give the people one. What what, what would you say a, a good one would be for the folks to check out at home after they uh, like and subscribe? You know, this, this is going to come across maybe a little bit as um, a ball <laughs> turner here. but uh, Turn I mean, the ball. Uh, Green Day's Revolution Radio. Oh, was fuck a good yeah. punk rock album that came out. There you out. go. It's very thorough. Is I'd Green Day classic hits... rock yet? Yeah, I guess. Are so. they classic yeah, rock? Dude, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, they're classic rock then. They're like with Tom Petty. Yeah, so, that's, <laughs> isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> right. But um, it's a great overall record. It hits mm-hmm. on a lot of great points, and uh, 
I feel like it's the band being honest with themselves with who they are and who they've been. Okay. You know what I mean? Like they they're they're representing the sounds what what made them. Yeah. But they're also trying to like showcase the sounds that they that they like now and stuff uh, like that. They're bringing it all together. So they and show- to do a, a comprehensive piece like that as an artist, like I find that to be amazing and and just really it's it really well crafted. Well, I'm definitely gonna have to get that uh, album off you then. I have to start bringing over CD ROMs like the good old days. Get a mixtape. These days are. <laughs> Hot, uh, oops, I fucked it up. Uh, no, I just got fucked up by my roommate. My roommate's been singing this song to me all day. It's called High Hopes. I got, I'm not gonna do it to you anyway. High Hopes. Remember, we were talking about brain spasms? I yeah. just had one, but anyway, like, uh, I just want to ask you about the Green Day album. I need to get it from you, and also, uh, is it one of those like albums where the whole thing is meant to be listened to, you know, from start to finish? You like could do that, yeah. It- it's not well, you know what I mean, right? Where it's not just a bunch of singles. Yeah, it's not a bunch of like pieces melded together. Exactly, it's like a whole piece put together. I hope my peas aren't popping like a here. Let me uh, pull up the wonderful Wikipedia page on it. Oh, Wiki Green Day, I love it, folks. This segment is brought to you by Google. Need to find something? You're looking for something? Ask Jeeves. I mean Google. Google. Fuck. Google. Mike. How did I fuck this I up again? I told you. I told you. It's all right. Well, Jesus you know, we didn't even practice this really, but. Google, what's the G? Don't even worry. Ask Google. Yeah, I guess Green Day released another song recently, uh, criticizing Trump. They had a, a zombie Trump in the in the in the video, oh, and shit. Um, you know they're joining the ranks of Eminem. Oh of, yeah, uh, yeah throwing shade, throwing political shade. As Someone's not say. getting invited to the White Dude, House. I love how everybody loves Eminem's rap, but like that first like I would say twenty seconds isn't he? Isn't that just him fucking up the rap? I, I honestly haven't heard Or is he like song. stumbling, but it's like calculated stumbling. Dude, it's definitely calculated stumbling. I haven't heard the song. I have no idea. But, I mean, Shady doesn't fuck up. He wouldn't, he wouldn't <laughs> he relate really something. He's he is, the not so slim Shady now, though, to be honest. Dude, he looks exactly the same. Like, he he has aged minus two days since yeah, I another first Another mindfuck here. Another mindfuck. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Sammy Sosa and how he's white now. He is so white, Yeah, dude. we lo- look up pictures. It's Throw really a picture up. up on your phone. Pull over. If you're running, just stop. If, dude. If you're beating it, stop doing that and flick away from Or just slow down for a second and yeah. listen up because Sammy Sosa is white as a ghost and it's from a cream he's putting on his face yeah. and his whole body. Apparently. apparently this is a thing in the community. It's fucked up. I don't like it. It's, it's we need to address weird. it. It's just like a, he looks like an albino. He looks like he has a fucking physical defect. I wonder if he has CTE from baseball. From, from I don't know, dude. He was probably just partying too hard. I feel like baseball is the easiest sport to get away with partying while playing it. You know, if you can go and like drink beer and eat chicken and play baseball, what else can you do? And then you know? get traded and then do better. Yeah, <laughs> they had like the best of all worlds. They're they like, really oh, do. Yeah, get rid of us together. Sure, dude, we'll have another party. People like play baseball at picnics. You know what I mean? Like a company baseball game or you know beer leagues. Game? You know how beer, beer leagues. Are yeah, it's literally a game where you can play. It's, it's like bowling. You know what I mean? It's like the same way. I'm pretty sure in the National Bowling Championship, everyone has to hold a Bud Light in their left hand when they bowl. You oh, know, yeah. You know what I mean? Come on now. Something like that. And like billiards, it's like you have to take a shot before every shot. You know? I'm pretty sure, yeah. And like a World Series of Poker. Everyone's high on crystal meth. And in war. War is hookers, every, you know, tripping hookers, dude. What if we made? Uh, how crazy would it be if like the one of the Geneva conventions was that everyone had to take acid before they went into war? 
Even the drone yeah. pilots. I just want to oh, see a movie suck. where that happens. A lot of crash drones that a day. A lot of crash drones. Yeah. They were like colliding with each other because they're like, we're in a mirror image yeah, here. Exactly. Oh, or I'm going to become one with this other drone. There's a bunch of drones just pointed at the sunset taking videos. <laughs> <laughs> just enjoying themselves and one zoomed in on in the like butterfly. In like a weird circle. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just banging drones against drums in a big weird dr- drone drum circle. A drone drum circle. Drone drum circle. And uh, real quick, before we get back into the drone drum circle and Green Day and whatnot, a big shout out to our fans, our listeners, the ones who make this podcast possible. Uh, number one, we'll give it to Kenny Rodriguez, out on the road, slinging Trucker and Ken. dinging. Trucker Miss Ken. Trucker Ken, killing it out there. Hope he's doing well. Need to hear from him. Can we get a like? Can we get a subscribe? Uh, maybe we'll see. Everyone just check our Facebook page or our Stitcher page uh, or our SoundCloud page and see if... Kenny comes through. Hashtag, come on, Kenny. Hashtag, we miss you. Exactly. We miss underscore you. We miss you. Exactly. Ah, horrible voice. Hope everything's well. <laughs> uh, keep it between the yellows and the whites or whatever you guys say. Um, <laughs> keep it straight down the road. When he was here, we should have asked him for more trucker lingo so we can call out to him more effectively. You know? Like, what, what's his radio name? Uh, big, dog. big Dog. Big <laughs> Dog. Yeah, I don't know. I'm calling him Big Dog. Kenny, Big Dog. That, that's his new name anyway. If he, if he needs to change it now. Now he's Big Dog. What do they just call him, Trucker Ken? No, oh, Trucker Ken, this is Red Dog. Oh, you mean, you mean Big Dog? <laughs> big Dog, this that's is Red Dog. That's what I'm saying. We gotta Does everybody him a hat? have just like something in a dog? It's like big an dog. adjective in a dog. It's it's just like fucking Star Wars call signs. Gold leader. Red leader. Uh, big Dog. This is Small Dog. Coming into Red Dog. There's Gold Dog. Anyway. And then, like, the beautiful lady is called Hatchet Face, just so, like, you know. Face. Just for self-defense. Yeah. That's Ugly Mary. <laughs> she's actually she's beautiful, beautiful, though. She's, she's gorgeous. fucking gorgeous. Yeah, she's, a, she's an Instagram model on the side. Hey, girl, you want to split a shower token with me? You want to split a shower <laughs> token and I can split you? Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> anyway. Kenny, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, back to that. Uh, and, we were uh, thankful for you. Yeah, exa- we were thankful for Kenny. Uh, Robbie, I don't know if you're listening to this one. I don't think you are. So, fuck you. Yeah, fuck no, you, Robbie. I'm just kidding. If you are, just, I'm just And kidding. Jesse, we love you and miss you. Wherever and you hope are. hope that you find your way back from wherever you are. I got a postcard from Kenny. Uh, from, not Kenny. From uh, Jesse, actually. You did? Yep. What uh, say? It was from Nevada. And it was blank. Nevada. But it, was a, it was a picture of Jesse. Um holding a rock you know in, for, in, in a desert but it was weird because it was an official poster like it wasn't a picture that he took <laughs> it was it was one with like it had like you know the company name and just this. so someone's out there taking pictures wow. of Jesse he's on postcards now holy he, shit I wonder if he made a couple dollars from that he probably did you know you know Jesse he, he probably was, traded it for a bag of rice or, or more magic or, beans or oh magic beans and exactly. flowers magic beans and flowers yeah exactly and just because like because they're a, nice or some yeah, shit Rosetta Stone for talking what to bees what if he's still with that clown girlfriend probably man yeah I don't know she probably dumped him got a clown got some clown dick you know, yeah. she would because uh, I don't think Jesse's. Wonder if the, the makeup w- wipes off real easy down there. You know, oh, uh, you just don't fall asleep with it on. That's the only thing. Yeah, I wonder if he has a lot of like genital zits and shit now uh, because of all the grease makeup from the clown girl. Probably, probably. Unless he well, that's they, the least of his worries. He's been living outside for how long now? Unless they unless they get the slick clown products, which is all genital friendly. Slick clown, our new uh, podcast. Like and subscribe. Like and, <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, I, I'm going to school for this. <laughs> you have this to is, take this seriously to, now. Exactly. This is going to be cool, man. So are you still going to be my friend when I drag you to the top and we uh, 
If you don't drag me to the top, I will snipe you from the bottom. Dude, we're like conjoined twins. I will gut you. I know. I'll gut you. (laughs) I'll gut you like a famous story. I will let you rise to glory and then just ruin your career somehow. You'll just release this podcast. You'll just like show someone this podcast. Be see. I'll edit a picture of you jerking off into a plant in front of like a young child. You don't even have to edit that one. (laughs) You know how I roll. That's true. I just have them. I have those stickiest houseplants. Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein? Who cares? Mikey Feinstein. All All right. Well, you know, I think it's about time that we uh, hit the dusty roads, Michael. Yeah, we're going to wrap this one because we we're safe. We on our respective motorcycles and went our own ways. Exactly. One north, one south. And uh, we will throw our stones into the wind. Yeah, dude. So uh, I'll see you soon. I swear uh, to God. Maybe. Maybe in four months. Maybe, maybe next week. To be honest, we should probably get back to a regular schedule on this to help because I feel like no one's listening. Well, that's what I've heard. The key to success is actually uh, recording infrequently, randomly, and berating your fan base as much yeah, as possible. Yeah, fuck you guys. Exactly. Remember Robbie, the number two listener? We called him a fuckface idiot, and uh, <laughs> you know we stand by it. <laughs> and uh, just like that one time we did it, we are going to be posting uh, the picture of our number one listener in the past. 26 days. Yes, we can figure that out. I refuse to post a picture of my mother, though. So It's not going to be uh, Mike's mom anymore. Um, I keep posting that own that picture onto my desktop. Yeah, which because, is weird. I don't appreciate it. No, listen. She inspires me to do a better job. Oh, yeah? Yeah. As I'm, you know, a, a rubbing dip. off. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going there. I couldn't even stop it. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I don't, know. I don't have homework to work on. I don't know what you expect yeah. me to be doing, like, so uh, productively. <laughs> seriously, folks. Well, All right. I'm going to, yeah. Um, uh, see we'll you catch you later. Bit. See ya. Nice. Unawkward. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>